With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, baseball family. I has been brought to my attention that I, I have been remanded. Is that the right word? I have been enjoined, perhaps is the right word, to issue a correction. <laughs> when I was talking about Chinook, before we took our break, Chinook Seeds, I said Brad really likes the other flavors. Then I added the word somehow. And it has been brought to my attention that that may have been construed as me not liking those other flavors, which is the furthest thing from the truth. And uh, there you have it. I actually love all the flavors. I just love Parm and Pep. It's my And favorite. you know what? The feedback I get from like so many people is that Parm and Pep is like the creme de la creme. That it is it so is good. for me. Yeah. One might call it the cat's meow. Oh, there you go. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Brad, tell us about fantasy. Okay. Fantasy baseball, that is. So this last week was the final week of the regular season. Um, so I, my team, the Manitoba Man Clans, went up against Jason's team, the Not Another Fantasy team. He won 461 to 334. My top score was Matt Olson with a whopping 52 points. Not a good week for me in fantasy baseball. Uh, he, his top score was Tommy Edmond with the Cardinals, scored 98 points, three home runs, 11 for 25 on the week. Pretty good week. Ryan Mountcastle had 87. It took his. His fifth guy was the first guy I outscored, Austin Riley. Unreal. Terrible week for me. Wow. I was eliminated from playoff contention. I guess I was eliminated from advancing to the playoffs uh, with that loss. Brig, also known as Brigger Mortis, was up against um, up against Tory Springfield Nuclear. Brig, you won 556 to 457. Um, your high score was Christian Walker with the D-backs. 97 yep. points. Tory has just been reaping the rewards of Paul Goldschmidt in this MVP season. It's true. He was his high score with 90 points, but then he had Xander Bogarts with 73. Uh, you had Ty France with 94. Ty France is back, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's, a little, he's slumping a little bit, and that dude is back. He's the most back. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I am i couldn't have come at a better time. And then we've got uh, <laughs> Zip with, <laughs> with the Springfield Isotopes, and then Denise Grace under fire. She won that one, 342 to 214. Um, Zip's high score was Jose Altuve with 53. Denise had Frederick Freeman with 76 points. And then Marcus Simeon had 54. And then our final matchup was Big League Chupacabras. That's Jewel over the Harrisburg Charlies. That's John's team, 384 to 360. Uh, John's high score was Will Smith with 70 points. And Jewel's high score was Cal Raleigh with 64. Cal Raleigh also had an outstanding week. Last week, yeah. by the way, on that road trip, he, he his OPS, that's the only thing I remember off the top of my head, was like 1.52 or something like that yeah. last week. He was out of his mind. But that's it for the regular season. Now we've gotten into uh, into the playoff matchups. Uh, so, Brig, you and I have both been eliminated from the playoffs. We are playing each other this week in the consolation ladder. What? That's 
Yeah, that's why we still have a matchup because we're in the constellation. After I earned 555 points. Only to be eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, you and I finished 10 and 10, and then we had Zip and Tori were both eliminated. Zip was 3 and 17. Tori was 9 and 11. This week we have um, – I'm a little upset about the way that the that the bracket auto-populated is that yeah. it didn't have like our, our – it didn't go by divisions because you've got John against Jewel. That doesn't make any yeah. sense as far as ALNL divisions. And then you've got Jason against Denise, which I guess kind of makes sense. But anyway. Yeah. So – John was 10 and 10. Apparently he had tiebreakers over us, over you and I. Jewel mm-hmm. is the number one seed at 14 and 6. And then you've got Jason going against Denise. Jason's 11 and 9. Denise is 13 and 7. So um, we will continue to update because each round goes for two weeks. So the last mm-hmm. week in the season, we will have our winner who we will crown on this show. This very show uh, as we talk about this playoffs. Yep. The big show. <laughs> the big so, show. There we go. There's our, our fantasy baseball update. Brig and I are officially eliminated. Way to go, though. us. <laughs> also, thanks for not blowing me out of the water. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to make trades and like change my roster for like six weeks or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was so Jason suggested to me, he's like, he came up with the idea. I'll be on I'll give credit where it's due as either Jason yeah, or Jewel, maybe both of them who said that we should do a fantasy league. I was like, well, okay. I've done base fantasy baseball one time and it was a rotisserie and it was a terrible experience. You know how they say you can't win the division in, in April, but you can sure lose it. Yeah. I was basically eliminated from everything by like the <laughs> middle of May in this rotisserie league. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm done. So <clears throat> I haven't done fantasy baseball since then, but head to head is a lot more fun because you're still in it. So this We're going to change some rules next year and change some settings and things like that because we learned a few lessons along the way. But that's what these tests are for. So, Brig, do you want to take us into our emoji tiers? I absolutely will. Baseball family, for those of you who may be new to the show, our emoji tiers are Brad and I's version of power rankings. Instead of going 1 to 30, we really like to make sure they get categorized. We do that with a little system Brad devised called emoji tiers where we get your fan favorite emojis and we assign teams to put them in categories. Now, typically through the remainder of the season, we have had specific numbers, specific slots that are able to be filled. For instance, the diamond category wasn't able to be uh, more than three teams, then eight teams in successive categories until you get down to poop, which also had three, but we have since changed that as we've gotten into August and September. And so you'll see that reflected this month as we get into our emoji tiers. Brad, I want you to tell us who you have in your diamond category. Okay, I have the Mets, Dodgers, and Astros. Those are the three best teams in baseball right now. I feel like your World Series winner is going to come out of one of those. The only exception is if the Astros hit a roadblock in the division series. If mm. those teams comes out of the wild card, they get a bad matchup, which could happen, could very well yep. happen, and uh, and they end up getting eliminated in the in the division series. If not, they're like I don't. There's me. Hands down, two best teams. Like, yeah. Incidentally, this is my division 
or my diamond division as well. This is exactly, I have the same teams. <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. Um, so we can just move right along from that. The next one down is the heart emoji tier. These are teams we're excited about. And for one reason or another, they're not quite suitable for the diamond, but they also don't belong any farther down. Brad, go ahead. Here's yours. Okay. So I've got the Brewers, Braves, Cardinals, Mariners, Padres, Phillies, Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees in my heart tier. Now, there are a few teams I feel like I have to justify here. First off is the Yankees. I feel like they're just a little bit high in the heart, but I couldn't put them down in the question mark because I still feel like they're a very good team. Because the teams I put in the question mark, I was kind of like, I don't know who these teams are. I don't know what they're going to be going for in the rest of the season. Um, but I think these are still a really good team. They're still a force to be reckoned. And if they get the right matchups, playoffs, they could end up in the World Series, especially if they start clicking on all cylinders again. The team that we've seen them play as this year is incredibly dangerous, and they could show up any day without notice. And I feel like, yeah, I right. mean, maybe that's being optimistic, but at the same time, though, you never know when that's going to happen. Another one is the Phillies. The Phillies, the Phillies, top to bottom, I feel like they've had a really good roster all year. They've been underachieving. Um, obviously, that bullpen is a problem, but offensively, they're a really, really good team. Yeah. That once if they if they click, same thing with the Yankees. If the Phillies click, they're going to be a problem for some teams. Uh, yeah. The rest of the season and in the playoffs. So those are the two teams I feel like I have to justify uh, why I put them in the heart. But other than that, I feel like everybody's pretty cut and dry. Maybe the Blue Jays because they're so up and down. But I didn't feel like they really belonged in the question mark today. Maybe tomorrow they do. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And that it changes that quickly right now. <clears throat> okay, so my heart, my heart's very similar. I've got uh, Brewers, Braves, Cardinals, Mariners, Padres, Orioles, Rays, and Cleveland's baseball team. So a <laughs> <laughs> couple of things I want to justify here. Um, first, I just need to take a moment to congratulate Seattle and all their fans because this has been just unreal. And I am very excited about it for them, even though I took, what was it, five pies in the face this weekend? Because <laughs> I charged myself interest on the bet because it took oh, me so long to get to it. That's <laughs> I decided to charge myself interest. Instead of one pie in the face, I took five. Fantastic. Um, I also had five little kids to appease, so they all got a chance. It was very nice. Um, but then the Baltimore, I really, I'm, I'm starting to fall in love with Baltimore a little bit. And I know it's the swan song. Everybody loves the underdog, and, and I'm certainly falling victim to that. But it's not without empirical data to back it up. Adley Rutschman, let's just take him for example. He had five hits tonight. He had five wow. hits tonight. He had six putouts by tonight, obviously, because he's behind the plate. Was that five, was that five hits in one of Because they had a doubleheader today. Was that five hits over the doubleheader? I, yeah, over, over the course of the doubleheader today, he had five okay. hits. Okay. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, like he's the real deal. He, he didn't stutter step. He hasn't had any issues since he showed up. And now he's starting to really improve this team almost, not I want to say by himself, because now they've got Gunner up and Gunner is kicking butt too. So it's super exciting to watch them. But uh, Adley Rutschman has a 3.6 war just in his, like, I don't know, 80 games or whatever he's played. And that leads Major League Baseball, Brad. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> in crazy. the world? 
It's insane. And so I that's why I put him up here. Uh come at me if you need if you got a problem with this. I like uh, it. Brad, you you ready for your uh question mark? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I have the Guardian, singular apparently. Um white the White Sox. <laughs> it's all part of that identity crisis. <laughs> it, it is. The Orioles and the Twins. Um, and these are to me, these are the fringe playoff teams, right? Like the White Sox, Guardians, and Twins. They're in that AL Central race. None of them are gonna make the wild card. Um, no matter what happens, I, I don't see any of them making the the second place team in the central making the wild card. Um, the Orioles, they're they're a good team, but at the same time, they feel kind of stagnant. I'm looking at their their schedule from the last like month, and they would like win two, lose two, win two, lose two, win three, lose lose two. You know, and like they just won four out of their last five, despite losing on Sunday, and then they got but then they got swept in this doubleheader today. So it's like, what do we expect? What can we expect from the Orioles? They're just like right on the outside looking in. I would love for them to get in, right? I want so badly for the Orioles to get in and be the this the third wild card team, the sixth team in the playoffs. But I just I don't know if they're going to get over the hump this year. They might be this year's Mariners from last year, right? Yeah, come up yep. just short by like an hour, be in totally. the in the hunt and the last hour of the season and then just barely miss out. And then next year there'll be a problem next year. They're going to give yeah. a lot of people headaches and they'll be in the, they'll be in the wild card because like you said, Adley Rutschman is a difference maker on that team and he's yeah. going to continue to make a difference for them going forward. Here's the other thing I'm going to say uh, about Baltimore is that we, we began the season laughing at them. And I feel like that, that carried forward for a very long time. Um, Big time, like a really, really long time. They were just terrible, and so now they went from losing every single game to now they're winning half. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Well, it's it's one of those crazy things, though. Like, I think Jewel and I talked about this last week on the Seattle podcast. That imagine if the Mariners had not had that terrible stretch. Imagine yeah. if the Orioles had not had that terrible stretch at the beginning of the season, where they would be. Yeah. They'd be right up there with the Yankees in the in the race. Yeah, they would. They'd, they'd, be, they'd be shooting for the be. division, not the wild card. Yes, that's 100%. Which is so going to bring me right to my question mark, because that's where I put the Yankees right now. Honestly, I am concerned. I am deeply concerned. And we talked about it earlier, about Aaron Judge carrying everybody and all the terrible batting averages that are going around Pitching is just really sputtering. And I know it has a lot to do with injuries. I can appreciate that. And some of those guys are coming back into the field and they're they're going to be able to play, uh, you know, these last few weeks. But, I mean, we have, what, 30 games left? Less than Maybe that. Maybe less. It's got to be 27, 20. Anyway, it's yeah, not enough. I think sounds right. It's not enough to be comfortable. Even though they're at 81 wins, even though they're, you know, they're at least right now going to take that buy, that first round buy. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not comfortable. And I'm not comfortable saying right now that they could stand a chance against any of the teams that come through and meet them at that second tier of the playoffs. Like, I just don't feel good about it. I don't care who it is. And that's a problem for yeah. me. But if it's Houston, it's over. Yeah. So the Yankees going into today had a five-game lead on the Rays, five and a half 
on the Blue Jays. Yeah. Not insurmountable with what is left no. the rest of the season. And I, I maintain, I still feel like the Yankees could click tomorrow and then just rip their way through the rest of the season. 100%. Run away with the division and get – I don't think they'll get back that first round by, but they could definitely compete for it if, if things yeah. get moving again. But four and six in your last ten is not going to cut it. Nope, it's not. But at, what is just as likely is that they continue to just crumble. It's true. Like they could turn it all on and and fire on all cylinders, or this is it. And it could go either way. I don't know. That's why mm-hmm. I have them in the question mark. I also have the Phillies, Blue Jays, and Twins in there. Brad, you covered why on all of these. I don't know what I'm going to get out of the Phillies every day, Blue Jays every day, and the Twins. I don't know. I think they're a headache only for Cleveland, but that's only because of the situation in the Central. Other than that, I don't think they're a threat to anyone else. Yeah, that's I think it. you're probably. I think you're right. Yep. Um, okay, you ready to move on to your thumbs down? Yep. Let's do thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay, I have the Angels, Red Sox, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Rangers, Cubs. It badly to put the Angels in the poop tier again, but they've actually been pretty decent lately. Late, right? It it doesn't matter, but at the same yeah. time, they've been winning some games. And did you see that that picture that came out last week with um, Otani and Trout giving a high five at home plate? With the, the flames in the background, yeah, 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 yeah. Jewel's like Jewel texted that, and he's like, "Man, this picture's worth seventy wins." I said, "Yeah, too bad. It's really only worth fifty six. Like, <laughs> be a yeah. way better team." And I know Mike Trout missed a bunch of time, even without like that team is should be way, way, way better. They should. They, they yes. have been, and they're finally winning some games recently. Otani's just absolutely out of his mind. I don't know how you don't give that guy the MVP every year. He's because got he's 10 wins and 30 home runs this season alone. Literally the most valuable player in the league. Yeah. Like his war is probably what, like six? He's got to be worth at least 10 to 15 wins. I'm looking right now. But, but that's what, like, that's the difference for me with the Angels and the thumbs down to the poop emoji. The Rockies and Rangers, not good teams, but I don't think they're that bad. Same thing with the Giants and Cubs. So those teams could come out and win any day. Um, the Red Sox have been playing better lately, and the Diamondbacks are just kind of up and down. They're not a terrible team, but they're not good, and they're yeah. they're just up and down. Like they beat, <laughs> they came back and they beat the Phillies the day before they lost eighteen to two. Yeah, and anybody yes. can lose eighteen to two. I don't care how good or bad you are; anybody can lose like that. And so, uh, so I don't know. The Diamondbacks are just one of those teams that could win any day. But that's my thumbs down. Let's go to your thumbs down, Brig. First, Shohei Otani. 7.6 war so far this season. Jeez. That's where he's at. It's insane. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Um, my thumbs down, we've got Miami. We've got the White Sox, the D-backs, same reasons you mentioned. Rockies, Rangers, Giants. I don't I don't feel like I have to justify these at all. These are this is my disappointment tier. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe that's what we do next next year is we have uh like a disappointed dad. <laughs> yeah, all the disappointed that's, that's, dad tier. <laughs> that's how it feels, right? <laughs> like I forgot who Chris Bryant is at this point, right? And <laughs> seriously, he was the yes. entire payroll of the Rockies. Um yep. and then Miami, the only thing they have really, really going for them is the the whisper of Jazz Chisholm and then Sandy Alcantara. That's it. 
So yeah. White Sox have Dylan Cease. Let's take a minute and talk about Dylan Cease. Cease is amazing. That dude is not just good. He is fantastic. He is an ace. And we've got to give him the credit he's due. They've either got to build a team around him that can get, get him some run support or he needs to move. And I don't know where he is in his contract. I haven't looked it up, but he needs more for his talent. He just does. He deserves it. So that's well, where we Lynn, are. Lance Lynn pitched really well today okay. against the Mariners. But the problem is that Lance Lynn has been wildly inconsistent this year. Yeah, Right. One good game. That's fine. But C- Dylan Cease is good every time. It's the power of the stash. It must be because it's a thing. So he is going to be a free agent in 2026. He's eligible Ugh. for arbitration next year after this. Okay. So, so yeah, they've got him for All a right. while. That's a lot longer than I was hoping for him. Or, but or if things get really bad, that is a great trade piece. An amazing that trade much chip. club control plus the way he pitches. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's I can see. Thing. I can name a couple of teams that would pick him up in a heartbeat. That's yep. amazing. Um, Brad, let's move into your poop category uh, because this is really exciting. This poop is good. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I have the Nationals, the A's, Reds, Royals, Marlins, Tigers, and Pirates. I finally gave way to the Marlins and put them down in the poop tier. Like you said, their saving grace has been Jazz Chisholm and Sandy Alcantara, and he even got lit up the other day, unfortunately, for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like it finally caught up to him. But I'm I'm sure he'll still win the Cy Young Award in the National League. Um, yeah. The Nats have just been awful, but the worst team all year, the A's have just been the bottom feeders of the West. Um, the Reds, the Reds showed some promise there for a little while, but they're back to being the Reds right now, just giving up dingers and not hitting many. Um, the Royals have been bad all year, and the Tigers have just been terrible, which is that's been my biggest disappointment this year is the Tigers. They played yeah, so too. well at the end of the well, season last biggest, year, and they but... had, and they made some legitimate moves in the off season, right? Yeah, like they, they brought in Javi Baez, and yeah. um, who was I can't remember who their catcher was anymore because they ended up sending him back down. They had a rookie catcher who was highly rookie touted, catcher. yeah, and they ended up sending him back down to Triple H because he wasn't panning out he wasn't performing and you know he's still got yeah. next year but at the same time so the tigers have just been such a huge disappointment this year for me so i agree that's my poop tier as of september the 5th what do you have Rick? all right so my poop tier looks very similar just bloated because <laughs> <laughs> these aren't just teams <laughs> these aren't just teams that i'm disappointed in like i mentioned earlier these are teams that i have given up on <laughs> i don't i <laughs> i wish i cared but i don't they're getting flushed that's where we're at so the nats fit that category the red sox fit that category the a's reds royals angels cubs tigers rockies pirates and this you know it, it coincidentally has to do with like being 27 games back in their division and stuff like that like i just have and but they also most of these teams don't have a lot of excitement happening on them. The Angels are an exception. Right. Right. I think the Red Sox are an exception occasionally with some of the players they have there, like Rafi or like uh yeah, Devers, Rafael Devers and uh Xander Bogarts. Trevor Story's Bogart. playing a little bit better lately. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, but that, the fact that you know, they aren't winning though. Yeah, they can't pull it together. And I don't know what's going on there, but 
anyway, just interesting. But and then well, the, the Pirates, like they're Pittsburgh saving has O'Neill Cruz. And, sorry, yes. yeah, same thing. Get out of my head, Brad. I'm sorry, I apologize. Just late <laughs> talk. Okay, but that's it. You know, they got they got a flash in the pan here. They got a uh, somebody they can build the franchise around there. The end. They got the Red Sox have a bunch of players that are going to be due up in free agency at the end of the season. That'll be interesting to watch. So yeah, I know I, I am I am concerned for every one of these franchises. The A's have updated us on their waterfront property, um, and you know what the biggest issue is? This is hilarious. I'll just touch on this really quick. The biggest issue with the A's remaining in Oakland, they've got a work up uh, uh, like a full CAD produced drawing and everything of what it's supposed to look like and all that. And the biggest issue is wind. Wind? wind wind is the biggest issue on the table right now it has to do with Who cares? what what will happen to air currents and jet streams and how that will affect whatever else it'll affect in the, the rest of the bay and across oakland etc cetera, etc cetera, and shipping and whatever wow <laughs> but right That's now they're really hung up on wind <laughs> and how the stadium will impact the wind it's hilarious I can so okay. We'll I can see that for the city. I thought it was for the stadium. I was like, "Who cares? Chicago has two baseball teams. Get over it." Yeah, no, 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 no. no. If it's, it's not the rest of the city, okay. It's how it affects. Yeah, broadly, it has nothing to do with baseball. So, <laughs> anyway, so funny. There's your quick update on what's going on in Oakland and <laughs> slash Vegas. Slash <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, those are the emoji tears. Let us know what you think about those. How we did. If you have any disagreements with us, be sure to let us know. You can jump in the mailbag on baseball.com and send us an email. There's a link in the, in the navigation up top there for you. You can always find it. You can also find that in a link in the description and show notes for every single episode of the podcast. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.